Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark raving mad. It could be about news, sports, weather, politics, the bus, the train, <laughs> neither that I've been on, crackheads in the rain. Uh, this one is about... This is we're, we're chatting with Lincoln. We saw Lincoln this morning, which feels like 17 days ago, up on the hill. He was running. I'm on an off day. Shit went down, not with Lincoln and I, but with Lincoln and another runner, and then with me and two other bikers, and then we figured, like, why not rant about what what etiquette is now and how to navigate the streets and walking and people and shit's getting weird, and people are awkward and uncomfortable and clearly not sure, and some people think they have privilege that other people don't have, and so we talk about all that. And then we talk about just, you know, life. New York City during the coronavirus, which seems like we are on day 7,962. Uh, and, you know, we complain about some shit. I complain about some shit. Lingy complains about some shit. And we kick it. So uh, without any further ado, here's us kicking it. Listen, I'm ready when you are. We're rolling. Go. Okay, so listen, I know your listeners don't want to know this, but Bill Mitchell is trending on Twitter today. Um, he's a right-wing pundit who apparently can't do long division. And I just wanted to clarify, I'm really dead serious here. Go look him up when you're done with this. But I just wanted to clarify that he's no relation to the, the Jewish Mitchells who can do division. What is he trying to, can you tell everybody what he's trending for just in case they're not on the Twitter machine? Yeah. So basically he said that if you go to, you know what Act Blue is? Yes. You know, kind of aggregates donations to Democratic candidates. So it said the average donation is $30.38. It ended with an eight, right? And he said this is proof that either this money is coming from bots or by foreigners because I don't understand the rest of the argument, but apparently he doesn't understand that if I give $10 and you give $12 and someone else gives $17, the number doesn't always end in a zero. Right. And then when you multiply that out by millions of donors, it's, you know, it's a one in 10 chance that it ends in a zero because zero is one of 10 numbers that things can end. Um, but I mean, or maybe it's a little higher, but I mean, it, it, it's a little bit. This is... This is the reason why he's trending on Twitter. It's also, I mean, I stayed, I have to tell you, I've stayed off Twitter this morning just because I cannot watch another protest of these white supremacist, idiot, MAGA fucking morons holding up signs that literally just say, I have the right to get a haircut. Like, and, and, and will stand there with a hundred of their closest friends with no masks holding up like, Heil government signs and 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 literally riding around in a truck that says like Jesus vac Jesus is the vaccine. Well, I mean, you and I, a couple things there because I very much agree with you. Um, but you and I both have family who survived and in some cases didn't survive the Holocaust. Both, but go ahead. And um, and it's very similar. I mean, being home and watching Netflix and being in a Nazi death camp are, are really similar. It's a but similar experience. I mean, for example, when I was watching uh, Westworld. It, like, I paused to get somebody to eat, and when I came back, I had to watch the previous three minutes again. I mean, that's the same as having to share a crust of bread and watching your parents be killed. I mean, I don't mean to make light of this, but... It's but, not, but I, I really hope that some people do understand sarcasm. It's so, so hurtful and appalling. And, and we always see this. I mean, I mean, you know, reducto ad Hitlerum is a, is a logical danger zone, and, and this is really, really hurtful. To suggest that, you know, people like Governor Whitmer in Michigan are, are doing anything remotely comparable to that. They're trying to save people's lives. I mean, what 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 strikes me, it's, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 
I'm trying to wrap my head around everything that you're saying, the fact that they're comparing it to the Holocaust, the, ha- the fact of all the emotions and feelings that that kicks up alone by itself, not having anything to do with like a global pandemic where everybody's life has somehow been touched. No matter if you're one of these fucking idiots, no matter if you're somebody that's been sitting home or on the front line, like it, it just, it, I can't. But, but maybe there's another way to look at it. Grasp because it. Some, sometimes there's different ways to look at things. And Sometimes. what has happened in the last week regarding these protests? I mean, you've, got, you've explained one side of it, and I think you're, very, you're, you're um, 100% right to underscore that this is about white supremacy, right? At its core, that is the ideology that drives the Trump movement. But really what's happened, another thing that's happened here is that the cult leader has told his people, go get infected and go bring it back to your families and communities. And that's what they did. I mean... Then they bring it to the doctors, and then they bring it to the hospitals. That's what I'm saying. They're bringing it to their families and communities. I don't give a shit if they bring it to their families. Then stay in your fucking house and don't go to the fucking doctor for help. It's not not a matter of what you and I give a shit about. Right. What what I'm saying is that this demonstrates the loyalty to the Trump cult. That they will do anything that he says. Which is so... I mean, I mean, Jim Jones is a is a bush leaguer compared to what Donald Trump is doing. Only 913 people died, were massacred at Jonestown. When yep. all this only is only is still a terrible term, but it's right. But it'll be know. tens of thousands, and his own supporters will willingly get this. I mean, I know people who have the disease. You know people who have the disease. I I have colleagues and, and other people who say I can't be on the meeting because so and so is sick in my family. You've encountered that, I'm sure. I have people close to me who are wrestling with this. But they got it not by trying. They got it because of an accident. You know, they were in the wrong moment at the wrong time or someone breathed on them the wrong way or whatever happened. But they didn't seek this out. These people are seeking this out because their demented cult leader tells them to. That is is really terrifying because this cult leader has a lot more power than Jim Jones ever had. Right. And – and, and he has power over all of our lives. And, I want, and maybe something else, which I'm sure you know, but it's worth noting that... Don't, don't be so people, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. When these people get the disease, the dynamic, the discussion around the disease, around COVID will change. And what we will hear is that the people from the cities can't contain it and are spreading it out to these rural areas, which is code for white. And, and of course... That's not true because they got it because their leader told them to. They said, he said, go out, get this disease. And they did. It's also, though, the governors also. It's but, not only Trump. You have to put now some of it on oh, these like DeSantis, governors. for example. And Kemp. and Kemp. Yeah. Yes. But, but they're all part of the cult. They're just the lieutenants right. in the cult. But, but when that happens, the, the racism, we've seen an uptick. And I don't want to minimize it. A real race, ugly racist side towards Asian Americans um, because of the notion that somehow if you're Chinese-American, and of course many racists, all Asians look alike, so this, they're other Asian-Americans too, somehow you're responsible for this virus, which is just abject racism and bigotry. But it's been violence, and people have been beaten up and right. hurt, Spit and this is on. terrible. I know, it's disgusting. But, but it's going to expand to black people, Latinos, Muslims, Jews, gays, because those are the people who live in places like New York, Chicago, Milwaukee, L.A., and, and now when it's coming to what, what white people refer to as real America or the heartland, which is racial Right, clothes. which is like in Nebraska where they have 11 ICU right. beds and only 16 ventilators. So good fucking luck. But they're going to look for someone to blame and they're not going to blame their cult leader. Yeah. They'll, okay. Well, okay. Well, they won't be blaming people long because they're not going to live very long. I know. It's going to – these rural – a lot of rural communities are very underserved by healthcare and hospitals. This is a – this is – you know, this is – 
It's we bad. Can get, we can get through this with some damage, but we're making this worse for ourselves Listen, as a country. What I did read, though, is 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 more damaging. And sometimes I, I won't click and go down the rabbit holes of like the articles that are coming out from the Jerusalem Post that say that the disease has already mutated over 30 times. And there's there's no way to even begin to think about a vaccine because they don't even know how to test for all of the iterations of the virus. And then you're like, am I ever going to fucking leave my fucking house without a mask? Like, let's, okay, before, let's go back and talk about the woman you screamed at. And then on the way back, the guy on the bicycle, two of them that I screamed at on the way out of the park. There was, I was, so, so I would just note that you and I live, I mean, we live in the same neighborhood, but we live in a very crowded city. It's a densely populated city. One would say. And and I, I was just reading the New Yorker magazine, an article where the, the reporter said that he was in the park, or he was talking to a doctor who was working in the, in the, you know, trying to help people. And he said the guy was out, this doctor was like out for his break. I'm paraphrasing in the park. And he said he saw these two w- women in like total like gloves, and, but they weren't healthcare people. And they were like yelling at people. They were doing their power walk and yelling at people for, for not social distancing. And his point was, you're the problem. Just stay home. Right. right. And I, I'm guilty of that. I did walk the dog and I did go for a run this morning. But when I'm, I mean, you know, when, in a 10 foot path, you either take the inside or the outside. That way, if someone has to pass you, they pass you on the inside or the outside and you have 10 feet between you or maybe nine feet between you. And, and there's certain basics of that. If you're just on the sidewalks, it's the same thing. Either work close to the buildings or close to the curb. And if you're walking close to the curb, be able to step out on the street, assuming a car's not agreed, coming. Agreed, agreed. And, 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 you know, go around so that give people space. We all have to negotiate these public spaces in a different way than we did a few months ago. So what happened in the park today was I was running, and I'm not a fast runner. We've had this discussion before. Let's also note, let people know, it was also a little after 6 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't that crowded. It was not that crowded. We go out extra early. I mean, we're normally yeah, out at 6 o'clock anyway if we run, but we're always out extra early. And now we go out, I do, at least go out extra earlier because it's actually started to pick up a little bit at, because it's getting lighter out now earlier, so people are leaking out right. a little so bit more. this is about 6.20, Correct. maybe. Go maybe. Out. Yeah, that's exactly and right. So, so someone is passing me, and I'm on the inside track, so it's a circular track, and this woman passes right, like splits the path in two. Sprinting, Instead by of, the way. What? She was sprinting. She was she was running okay. for time, for sure. Right, whatever. But but instead of going to the outside so that we would have more space between us. And, and, and what I yelled to her was, you're the only person in the fucking park, right? Because it, it, it wasn't, it was, a, but, you know, selfishness and obliviousness, obliviousness are, 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 twi- are intertwined. siblings. Correct. Right, they're intertwined. And so... Because we just and, and I probably didn't have to use the word you're the only person in the fucking park, right? But I meant it. No, you moment. did have to use it. I think look, I think that that's important, and I'll tell you why in a second. But go ahead, finish your point because it's relevant to my point as well. But but the rules, and there are no cops up there, right? This isn't like Officer Krupke's up there enforcing the policy and arresting people, right? Or this writing a honor. ticket because you know they did raise the fine to a thousand dollars. But the cops can't be everywhere. I understand that. And, 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 and we as citizens, and I use that word deliberately, part of how we participate in civic life, sadly in 2020 because of, of, of this pandemic, is we respect the six-foot rule. Which minimum. Is minimum, right. Which is a minimum, as best we can. And so, so if you're in a crowded grocery store and you accidentally, you know, you, you, you apologize and you feel bad, and everyone does that. I haven't been to a grocery store in a while. I did I have to go get some things up on 110th Street. And everyone's very, like, careful and... You know, you could see they were trying to do their yeah, best. Yeah, extra hyper aware. 
Right. That's what most people are. But if you're not, you create problems for everyone around you. And moreover, look, I don't have any of the symptoms. I mean, you know, I've been very healthy Thank here. God. Yeah. But I don't know that I'm not a carrier. Right. And more importantly, she doesn't know that. I'm trying to save her. She's trying to save me and I'm trying to save her. It's mutual. Right. Because we don't know who has and who doesn't. But in a, in a, in a, in a civil society – in the polity, we have to – these are the new ways we interact with each other. And if we don't, this will get worse. I'm, I'm sure – I mean I hope that nothing happened to her and I hope that nothing happens to me. But someone in America caught it today because someone didn't social distance properly. Correct. And Not you, just in America, it, everywhere. It creates – listen, there's an – even before COVID, there was always that issue of – Who's moving for whom as you approach one another on a busy sidewalk? There were always those times when I was like, I'm not going to be the one to move this time. I'm always the one to move. And every once in a while, you become like that adamant, I'm going to stand my fucking ground for no reason other than you're pissed that you're always the one stepping out of somebody else's motherfucking way. I'm always right. the one moving out of the way of the subway doors, which clearly I, I actually miss riding the subway. Like, I miss that. Like, all of those little things. But this guy in the park, speaking of not moving, out of the way. So this cyclist goes, I'm close to the curb. Michelle and Moose are in the bushes, practically, on the grass, heading out of the park. And this guy comes up, and he, he, he gives his cushion to the woman that he's passing on his left. But instead of, like, then re-merging back into that lane in front of her... He stays literally three three feet from me, and I'm like, bro, merge the fuck back into the lane. Why would you think that it was okay to, like, ride right the fuck past me? So then he goes by and doesn't say anything. It's the next motherfucker that comes by on the same path behind that guy, not seeing me there and see, seeing my reaction like he was an idiot, like he couldn't see me turn around and, like, say something to the back of this guy's fucking head. He rides by in his little douchebaggery, like, toward to douchebag clothing and was like, oh, anger, anger. And I said to him as he rode by, you're damn fucking right I'm angry. I'm yelling at somebody through a bandana that is covered with my saliva and my snot running into my mouth because none of this is fucking normal. So you better believe I'm fucking angry and move your fucking ass further the fuck away from me as he pedaled by. I, he's like going to say to me, anger, anger? Yeah, I'm fucking angry. This but is... The, the, but the point is that people think the rules don't apply to them. Yeah, he was a, he was on a $20,000 right. fucking bike That's right. in a $10,000 fucking helmet, and he and didn't give Americans, a fuck. And rich Americans have been told from day one the rules don't apply to you. But you know what? Rich people can get this disease too, and yes, they'll have better health care, but they can still die from it. Yeah. But I, but and, 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 and it is, we, I mean, this, this pandemic not only forces us to change our behavior, but it forces us to change, to change how we, how we interact with each other. I mean, I, I would just take this example of that guy, right? It is frequently someone with the expensive equipment and all that. You know, I'm reminded of when I was in college at, at the University of California, Santa Cruz, where um, I had this friend named Mark Suskind. There I said his name, but Mark Suskind. And Mark... Um, we'll tell Mark. We'll be sure to let him know. So, there were, so Santa Cruz is this really gorgeous campus, and it's nestled in the hills overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's really quite – it looks like a national park. But it's a lot of hills, so you would, like, have to ride – and these people with their expensive bikes would be, like, riding up these hills, these you know, $3,000 bikes. And there would be Mark on his broken one-speed passing them because he was just, like, the, for some reason, like, super good cyclist. But anyway um, – but – but it's the that anger. Same, it's the anger now but, that you have to manage. But, but I want to try to make a, a connection here. Okay. 
If you don't have health care, turn back the clock to mid-January, early February. If you don't have health care and you have a little bit of a cough or you're feeling a cold, what do you do? You tough it out. Right. Because you don't have health care. You can't afford to go see the doctor or you have health care but the copay is too high because you haven't met your doctor. Or you right? barely have any coverage and you can't find right. a doctor. Then, it's just going to be too like expensive. Yeah. So you don't go. And if you're a selfish if you are of a selfish orientation, you look at that person, you say, ah, that's unfortunate. They're sick. It's not my problem. Right. What we're learning here, what we've learned, we should have learned already is that it is our, it's all of our problems because one of the reasons this disease spread in the United States is because people who were sick couldn't afford to get the help they needed and thought they'd tough it out. Didn't realize what they were wrestling with. Maybe they got better on their own. Maybe they died and maybe they spread it to other people. Right. Right. But it's that same, we're all in this together. Just like on the running track or the sidewalks of New York, we're all in this together. I'm not angry at you because you're giving me, you know, in that situation, you're giving me the disease. I'm angry at you because I might be giving you the disease. And so we have to think that our actions actually affect other people very directly. And the decisions we make about other people can come back and affect right. us. Right. Now, a lot of people that might. De- that person decided to make fun of you. Right. And he may have and he may have given himself a death sentence because of it. Again, we hope not. We don't want this to happen, but we know that from the scientific perspective that that is possible. You know what? what honestly, honestly, Lincoln, I, I'm at the point now like you're a much bigger person than me because I want to give a fuck if that guy got it and fucking drop fucking dead. I'm like so fed up and disgusted with people that I just I don't care anymore. We're sitting here trying to do what's right. And I know a lot of people may even say, then don't go out at all. Then stay the fuck in your house. Don't go run. Don't walk your dog. Don't do anything. Sit there and like live like a complete paranoid lunatic until for the next two years, until there may or may not be a vaccine or whatever happens. Like, I think that we do make the best conscious choices based on the information that we have. And if I'm willing to strap a sweaty, disgusting bandana around my face and like make an effort to move away from people and to follow the most basic rules like this, it's not complicated. It's like, not like you Randy. cannot be an asshole. Like you are making like, the choice to be a dick. It's not like Randy and Lincoln are making this shit up. No, right? that's right. But uh, but I know a lot of people might say Lincoln, then don't go run, or Randy, then don't go to the park right, and, and walk and, your and, dog. And, 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 I, and, and there's a point there, and you try to minimize it. I mean, I go out. I, mean, I don't leave this block other than that once. Correct. Once walk with ISIS. Nor do I. Which, is, which I don't even do every day because Marta does it some days, right? Today I got in trouble because ISIS peed in the bush. You know that big building next to where we're. Yeah. The okay. Dog whatever. Is? Right. Who cares? Right. The psych but, hospital. I mean, where like you know, I am sure well, a lot of those things. Yeah. The right, right. gazillion so dollar. And I, and I, ta- I, I was talking to a to my mom on the phone at the time, on the FaceTime, because she's sheltering in place. She just turned eighty in, in San Francisco, and she said, "What's happening?" And I said, "This," and I said, and I said "You know, ISIS brings the property values up in this neighborhood, right?" I mean, if you're selling one of those condos and you say it's a block away from ISIS, the dog, that you yeah. can sell it for more, right? Um, but yes, and I just don't know how to deal with the. I think my issue right now is compartmentalizing the rage that I feel because I was, you know. I talk, like, look, Guapa goes out every day to go to work. She goes into the nursing home. She's, like, literally there, neck deep in the middle of it, like, you know, your sister-in-law, like Michelle from The Hill, like other Michelle from The Hustle Bench, who they are putting, they are there neck deep in doing what they're I doing. I talked to a friend of mine who's a gerontologist, right? So he splits his time. He's a doctor, and he splits his time between his medical office, the hospital where he works, and the nursing home where he helps patients. Okay. And, but he's in, he's in Northern California, so I was just asking him, I was talking about something I was writing, I was asking him, you know, how it was going and everything like that. And he just said, listen, just, and he was saying, how do you get your groceries, because it looks so bad in New York. And he was saying, you know, 
just he's saying just stay home in every small decision you have just stay home so you go once a day make it once a day but like you know like I had to go to the pharmacy to get a prescription which I had to postpone because it wasn't ready yet and you know like that's my pharmacy shopping for the month you know what I mean right any toiletries that I need just get it the, and, and, and this is real and that's what all the experts are saying and and but the but and, it's, it is real but an immigration ban is not going to help stop the spread like it's the dumbest fucking shit that's going on yeah, I mean, I mean, it is. We haven't really just pivoted to the politics here, but you know what? I think that it's very, very clear that the administration is using this pandemic as an opportunity to accelerate and concretize the rollback of democracy. And uh, you know, as much as I would encourage everybody who is a citizen who is listening, citizen of the United States who is listening, um, to vote for Joe Biden in November. And I would say that there are two options as far as in my book in November. You can either vote for Joe Biden or you can put a MAGA cap on your head. There's no other alternative here. Those are the only two things you can do. So if you don't want to vote for Biden for whatever reason, you know, I don't want to hear it. Vote for Biden. But having said all that, I have no confidence that Biden is, that this ends with Donald Trump getting on a helicopter to Mar-a-Lago and Biden taking over as president. It won't. Not because he won't win, but because Trump won't leave office. And what we're seeing now is him doing the dress rehearsal. If these people will go and put themselves in harm's way over this, you can bet they'll go and surround a county registrar, uh, uh, the office where the Electoral College for the state of Wisconsin is making their decision, all of that stuff, right? He will mobilize these people to disrupt the process the way he has mobilized them now. This is a dress rehearsal for that. And everything he is doing, I mean, if you look, I, I, I probably spend more time looking at polls than most people, but if you look at these polls, he is not doing well in a lot of these key states. I think right now Michigan and Pennsylvania are gone. They're, they're going to go to Biden. That's, that, that, that makes it very tough for Trump. It means he's got to win Wisconsin. He's got to win Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, Arizona. Basically well, everyone in Florida is going to be dead because they're all going to the beaches. So, I, I mean, Florida is going to almost be irrelevant. Maybe it should lose some electoral votes. But, um, but my, my point is that he knows that he's in a tough time here. And what he's doing is keeping that base mobilized on a hair trigger. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that by not, if they stopped airing these Klan rallies every day, that that would have a difference? Like, I know people can choose not to watch them. I do not watch them anymore. I do follow someone on Twitter who posts these clips that I can barely even watch. I basically just read his tweets, and then I might or might not throw a comment in there just so that I know I have a general idea, as if I need that, of what— really is the gist of stuff. Yeah. But do you think that it would make a difference if they stopped, like, if the major networks stopped airing them altogether? Live? Well, there's, a couple, there's, a lot, there's a lot of ways to look at that, right? One, Fox will air it because right. that's the, Fine. That's that's the Fox. state propaganda station. Um, I don't know that anyone looking at that is persuaded to vote for Trump, right? But I think that it is irresponsible for the networks, you know, to, to broadcast a disinformation campaign that will kill people. And so from the public health perspective, I don't think they should broadcast it because it is loaded with dangerous disinformation. If they want you know, to edit, to, to show a, a synopsis of what the health professionals are saying, so if Dr. Fauci is speaking or someone you know, who really knows their health issues, then I think that's fine because these people do have something to right, say. I agree. But, but I don't, I, I mean, I, I also would add another thing here. Is it kind of dark? These are not sunglasses. Something no, it's dark. literally, it is. Because it, the Weather Channel, is. it's supposed to massively thunderstorm like any minute now. Like giant thunder, kaboom, lightning, buckets of rain, yeah. and like whipping wind, which will be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. I love, a good, I love a good um, thunderstorm, but we'll make it through unless we get cut off. And then but we'll, I also uh, think that, that, that it's not good for America's mental health to be exposed to Donald Trump 
in any way. And I know that for my mental health, I mean, I, I, like you said, you took the morning off from Twitter. I should do that more. I don't watch these press conferences. When, when, when I'm listening to the radio in the morning, because we listen to like NPR and stuff, and I hear his voice, I just get angry. And, and it's not, you know, to, it is, I mean, anyone who has seen, who has spent time with people who are mentally ill. Right. And people who you love in some cases. It's challenging. And it's emotionally draining. And, and it's one thing if it's a loved one, but if it's someone who you think is a kind of a authoritarian, bigot, narcissistic criminal anyway, I, I, I don't think it's good for my mental health to be, to be around that. No, it's not good for anybody's mental health. And I also think what's really unbelievable is the fact that despite numerous opportunities every single day since this has been going on, the guy has not one time even uttered the words... I'm sorry for the deaths of all of these people. Like, it, those words have never passed his orange, like, pursed lips. And I, I, I can't, the, the anger, like, the, like, you just literally either want to punch something or throw something. And I just think, like, maybe they should just stop perpetuating the bullshit and giving him an unlimited, untimed platform. Maybe they even say, we'll air the first, like, 10 minutes and we'll cut back in if Fauci speaks. Because even this BRICS woman has crossed the line and has, like, really kissed, like, done the whole, like, dear leader thing. And it it, it really was disgusting to watch. And I think that might have been the last time that I that I watched one of those things. Because otherwise, it it's completely serves no purpose whatsoever no it doesn't and and it is and he is very much using it as free advertising i mean the problem is he's such a moron that he doesn't realize that it's not helping and i don't think it's helping him his you know his, everybody knows it's not helping because you could watch him in real time stutter stumble avoid questions that he can't answer you know talk about being king of the ventilators um you know it'll be interesting to see what happens with kim jong-un if this whatever this propaganda is he on life is he brain dead is he on life support is he not on life support what happens if he dies like does trump go to the does he go to his bromance funeral does he get the peace coin back like what what happens then that's a huge major world event. If this, if you know, however that plays out, wouldn't it be? I don't know. I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about, but you could probably better speak to that. But I was trying to pull up a quote. Can you repeat that again? About Kim Jong Un and the King of the yeah, Ventilators. Oh uh, yeah, they say. I mean, it's been yet yeah, last night. I lo- I usually check before like I go to bed. I mean, I don't sleep, so going to bed is actually the wrong terminology right. to use. But. I scrolled through and Katie Turr, MSNBC, NPR, Reuters, AP, all these other – all these places were like he, Kim Jong-un has been out of the public view. He th- Things yeah. are taking a turn for the worst. He's um, in very ser- – very grave danger is what they said. And then finally Katie Turr was like uh, he's on life support. He's in a coma. So he's brain dead, something like that. And then the whole shit went crazy and everyone is now trying to figure out – he was trending in like six million ways to Sunday – like what was going on. So I don't know how that would impact like the global. Well, I talked to a friend of mine who's in the media, relatively well-placed in the media. And she said that, that her, the person she was talking to wasn't sure how much to really believe the, the U.S. In, 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 uh, in intelligence on this. So we don't really know what's happening with him. But it is, it is very possible that surgery gone bad is a euphemism of, for died for COVID. Died or died for COVID or the fact. I mean, he has had heart problems. Like he, because he's yeah. so overweight and obese. Like he has had issues right. in the past. But I just think it's it's interesting. Like 
how that would be. It would be a. It would kind of change everything. I mean, it would. You think? It would be a huge deal because the the the, the look, North Korea is a horrific dictatorship. Yeah, for sure. People, I mean, on so many levels, have, have no freedom, right? But but if he dies, the possibility of the state really collapsing and chaos really occurring is very serious. And that would spread this pandemic through North Korea very quickly. And it would also, it would, it would have an impact on the countries around it. So Kim Jong-un dying is a very big deal. Okay. It's a very big deal. I don't know exactly how it will play out, but I mean, I don't really know if he's dying for sure, but it would be. Well, nobody knows what's going on for sure. I just figured it was definitely like something that was like, wow, nobody knows because you don't know what to believe and you don't know really what's happening. And I think there's one guy from Will Ripley is actually the one guy. He did an unbelievable inside North Korea documentary for CNN where he had unprecedented access. And the guy has been there forever covering that since this whole shit started with him. And he speaks like North, like he's completely fluent. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, But it was a really fascinating look because you know it was all controlled and it was, you know, and where they took him and what they let him see, obviously. But still, the fact that he did get a chance to speak to people and even though they were apprehensive at first, you could see like that perspective that you've never really seen before other than through government TV. And it was just really fascinating. So I don't know anything other than that from what I gleaned from Twitter and those type of things about North Korea. But I, I, I think that it would be an insane yeah. dynamic on how that, cause you don't hear about COVID. Like you don't hear about this happening there. You don't hear about, well, he said officially there are no cases. But yeah. That's not true. Well, that's what happened with Putin also. And then the guy standing in the elevator next to him, shaking his hand, mm-hmm. tested positive. And you were like, wow, how is this going to play out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I, I was just thinking about this, that I, I often tell people when I talk about, um, that Trump not leaving office. And I always tell people this is not a Tom Clancy novel, right? Yeah, I think it's true. I don't but, think it's bullshit. But but now I tell people it's not a Tom Clancy novel because the Tom Clancy novel plots are much easier to follow and much more believable, right? I mean, this is a moment where, I mean, we have a pandemic. We have a depression on the verge of a depression that is caused by the pandemic, that is caused by the president's negligence and, 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 and avarice, right? And then we have a, a, a world leader of like the nastiest dictatorship in the world potentially dropping dead, Right, there's a lot going on and in the middle of a presidential election, right? I mean, this yeah, is a crazy. If you wrote this in a movie plot, nobody has too many things. Pick one of those things your, your college writing, fiction writing teacher would sell you and write about it. Not all three, right? And here we are. Here, here we are, and yet we're almost out of snacks, and it's, this is going to continue plenty of food. indefinitely. It's really the indefiniteness is what's... I know. Is, is, is what's really hard to wrap your head around because it's almost like, how long do we do this? How long? You know, I was talking to my mom, which I told you, you know, I talk to her every day. And she's like, she just turned 80 on Sunday. So we had a virtual surprise Zoom uh, FaceTime birthday party, which was fun, but went about as technically smooth as you would expect. And it's so um, surreal. It's so but, surreal. But my mother's like, will I ever go to the East New York again? I mean, she was, this is her city where she was born. Her, son lives and her grandkids and she's like will I ever go to New York again will I ever see my sister again my kids again you know yeah it's I mean, gut-wrenching will, it's I mean, heartbreaking this, this house again I mean she's fine I mean she's like she and her husband they're sheltering in place they got plenty of food but they those are people. real concerns like, I mean them, it's but, really but like you can do it for three months 
she can do it for three months. I mean, she's she's the kind of person she knows that she likes to read. She got a lot of books. She she watch, she limits herself to like watching CNN in the one hour because she can't get crazy watching this asshole president. But but you know, it's the rest of her. I mean, she, this is the rest of my life now. She's only eighty. She's a healthy eighty. You know. And, and a lot of people I know, I mean, I have a lot of friends in their 70s who are, you know, really concerned. Like, this this is what happens now, you know? I mean, I have, I'm doing a Zoom event, and one of my friends in his 70s emailed me yesterday and said, I don't have the thing yet. And I said, well, it's because it's not for another week. But he's like, you could tell, he's just like, he's just looking for stuff to do. He's a retired guy. You know, it's, it's a rough... Meanwhile, Massachusetts governor just closed schools for the rest of the school year and said that there's more kids hospitalized for COVID-19... And the cases are growing at Boston Children's Hospital. Yeah. Like what? And they're now saying, you know, what they will do, the way you count deaths. I mean, again, I, I want to stress I'm not a doctor, but I do have a little statistics background. We will know because there are, you know, people die all the time in America. You know, people die old age, whatever, right? But what you can do is you can, can compare from the previous year, adjusting for a slight increase in population. Let's say last March, a quarter of a million Americans died from all, died from all causes, Right. If this March, 290,000 Americans die, we can say maybe 10,000 due to population increase. I'm using ballpark numbers. Right, okay. But then we can, but we know that therefore 30,000 died of COVID, right? I mean, then you do the same thing for April and May, et cetera. But that takes time because you have to get all the data in. Then we will really know the death toll, right? And and it will be higher this than we think. And I, and I think that it is, one, you know, this notion that 80-year-olds are dispensable is, is, is horrible, horrible. Well, someone in Tennessee just said, just literally there was a sign, Tennessee is also protesting to reopen the state. And one woman's sign literally said, sacrifice the weak to reopen Tennessee. That was on her sign. Someone yeah, actually I mean, consciously all, wrote that. But 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 for I mean that is one that is a crime against humanity to do that to write if the sign a, what to write the sign no no to implement that policy dude I think right? writing the sign is a crime against fucking but, humanity but it, tells, but it tells you that that person is comfortable committing crimes advocating for crimes against humanity right secondly we know this disease kills people that aren't eighty or weak right people don't die dying from COVID or cancer or any other terrible disease because they're weak. They die because they get a bad break, right? Sorry, that was a phone call. They okay. die because they, they get a bad break. Yeah. And, and, and then this, you know, this notion, anyone who's dumb enough to think that at some point we snap our fingers and the economy goes back and maybe a few people die, that's not how this works. And that's not a plan for rebuilding the economy. And by the way, we do need a plan for rebuilding the economy because even people like me that really try to take the shelter in place seriously, I don't want to spend the rest of my life in this house. And I know that that's not how the world works. No, we can't spend the rest of our lives in our houses. Right. I know I, that. We would go batshit crazy. I mean, at that well, point. Like not, but nobody, everybody run out of food and money. I mean, you just can't do that. So, <laughs> so we have to go back There's to that somehow, but we have to do it smart. And the problem is that because of the insanity emanating from the White House, we can't come up with a plan because even if you're a governor who's trying to do the right thing, like Charlie Baker, like Mike DeWine is a Republican, Baker's a Republican too, like Andrew Cuomo, and certainly like Gavin Newsom in California, it's the constant distraction of 
the craziness coming from the White House. So you're trying to govern effectively in Wisconsin, Illinois, wherever, and now you've got demonstrators comparing you to Hitler because the president told them to, and you've got us take, you're having a Zoom meeting with, I don't know, your Council of Economic Advisors. How do we get small businesses in my state back up? Meanwhile, someone's saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, you're a Nazi because the president told them to. How do you make smart decisions? How do you govern effectively? How do you do your job, the people who... in Positions of authority, power, who are making a good faith effort to do their job, not the people like Donald Trump, who are making a good faith effort to steal money, enrich themselves, stay out of jail and destroy the United States of America, right? I don't care about them. Dude, and plus we haven't even talked about, like, the pardons that are going to come for, like, Roger Stone. Like, there's so much other underlying political bullshit that's still going on that he's making all of these veiled hints towards that, that people have stopped talking about because now the tweet comes out that the actual number of infected infections from COVID in Los Angeles County may be as high as 55 times the current number of confirmed positive cases. According to preliminary results from antibody tests, like I think what's what's terrifying to me is, all, like you said, all of these numbers are literally going to explode. Well, here's another thing. If you have, let's say you have a, what do you call it? Your, not your kidney, your appendix. Yeah. Right? Let's say you have, go to the, you, you have a sore stomach ache, you think it's an appendix, and you can't get the treatment because the doctor, the hospitals are too, too busy. And you die because your appendix burst. God forbid. That okay. is a COVID-related death. Yeah, that's right? true. Who's, who's noting that as that? Why, that's, that's why you need the overall statistics when all is said and done, right? Let's say you get in a car crash and you can't get the blood transfusion in time, right? That's a COVID-related death. That's why what you do is you compare because it's big country, so you can actually get good comparisons over time. And you don't compare, you know, you got to compare month to month because, you know, there's wow. different issues in January than in July or something. But that's how, if you remember, that's how they did it in Puerto Rico. A few years ago, involving the hurricane. That's terrible, actually. That's absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah. I don't know how this gets unterrible. I don't know how we unterrible this. And I really try to, like, I'm really trying to be positive. I don't want to fall down that, like, this is never going to get better hole. No, this is, uh, it will, but it'll take a very long time. Yeah, but like you said, and then you run out of money, you run out of food, you run out of options, and then, uh, yeah. then what do you do? I guess you cross that bridge when you get to it, but... For sure. Until then, we, you know, we still have to walk our dogs. We can still, I don't know. I have to say, I am literally for them as much as it pains me to say it. Like, do we, do we go to an entire lockdown with a curfew? Like nationwide, it would never happen. Look what they're protesting now for, for having to stay in their homes, except to go out for essential things. They can't even handle that. Could you imagine if we went to a national lockdown with a curfew? Here comes no, it's the, not going to happen. Here comes the storm. You hear that baby? No, oh yeah. It's yeah. a good one. But like it, it, it may be what needs to ha- it may be what needs to happen because statistically all of the numbers prove as they've proven if you mitigate this shit it does go down da- it doesn't go away but it does control it and it does make it slightly more manageable until they can figure out what the fuck to do next it's these assholes that are fucking up the what to do next and slowing all that shit down because they keep dragging us the fuck back from the progress that we're making that's right that's right it's one step forward two steps into Trump sanity I mean. All right, I, I need to. All right, I think we'll check back in. I'll see. I just wanted you to be able to vent your anger from the woman running, and me yes. vent my anger from the guy on the fucking both guys on the fucking bike. Because I, it it's just it's just un. This is why I just want to eat. Like I literally just want to go stick my face in a bag of chips and emotionally eat all my fucking feelings. And then you can't do that either, because then you feel bad that you emotionally eat your feelings, no, and you, you no. know you can't do that. 
That's right. You got to keep, you got to try to, everyone's mental health is in peril here. We got to kind of keep it. But that's why you have hot chocolate and that's why we're sitting we're in the dark and that's why we're, we're going to go enjoy a good thunderstorm and uh, maybe I'll see you on the hill tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll, uh, I'll definitely uh, check back in. Tell the family I said hi. Tell right. everyone I said what's up and it was really nice to see you this morning in, in real life for real. All, right, All right, Lincoln. All right. All right stay safe. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, so in this weird ending where I am going to be closing it out on my own because I'm really used to having Franklin here to do the doot, doot, doot for me and uh, send us all off on our way, I just want to say to everybody out there that's coping, uh, doing the best that we can, doing the best you can, the best you can is the best you can, and you do what you can do, and that's the end of it. And we are all doing it in a different way because we are all different in that way. We all have different coping mechanisms. We all have different coping styles. We all Some people sleep. Some people don't sleep. Some people binge watch Netflix. Other people go for longer socially distant, physically distant walks, uh, which are harder and harder because more and more idiots are coming outside that don't know how to socially distance, but I don't want to get back into the rant. I want to end this on a positive high note because we are all going to find the positive things in this and the positive things are the people and the positive things are the people coming together to support people, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Twitter, whether you've shut down and gone off the grid, whether you, which you won't hear this anyway, so it doesn't really matter, uh, whether you're on the East Coast, the West Coast, up in Canada, down in the Dominican Republic, over in Italy, uh, hanging out in Israel, uh, you know, Germany, there's, we're everywhere, but we all come together at eight o'clock Eastern standard time for the, for the live DJ jam. And we kick it. We talk about dinner. We talk about the day. We talk about dogs. We talk about music. We dance. We, we just let the time pass itself and we pass the time together. And that's what is the most important. So if you're one of those people that come and hang out on the jam, thank you. If you're one of these people that listen to the podcast, thank you. You could be, you could be in Cali eating cantaloupe. You could be in Chi town making tortillas. You could be in Canada sitting on the side of a cliff watching Kootenai Bay. You could be in Montreal or Toronto. Carlis Tabernak. You could be in Newfoundland. You could be in Nova Scotia. Sorry, horrible about the mass shooting in Nova Scotia. You know, sucks in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, you could be in the Dirty Jers, walking on the boardwalk, riding on the boardwalk, checking on checking on your city. You could be you could be literally anywhere. You could be in New Orleans kicking my ass in. Also, another one who kicks my ass in words with friends, Freed. Not very helpful. Dropping 400 before, like, I even get my third turn. You, There's a million places you could be. The point is you're doing the best you can wherever the fuck you are. And if you need help getting through, there are people there for you. You just need to reach out and find them. And it's not hard. I am one of them. Anyone that comes to the to the dance jam is one of them. People are accessible and it doesn't have to be me and it doesn't have to be, you know, anything deep. It could just be someone to talk to in the middle of the night. It could just be, I can't sleep. Just keep me company. Just put the phone down and keep the FaceTime on. I don't give a shit what you're doing. You could be, you know, it's the, it's the company. It's the sense of knowing that someone else is there and you are not completely alone, even though we are all in this hashtag alone together. Sometimes that's really esoteric and hard because you're fucking by yourself. And when push comes to shove, even if you have a dog, you're still like alone as a human being. And that's very sometimes uncomfortable for people that are not necessarily completely 1000% introverted because even introverts at some point need other people. You just need them in certain doses in different quantities than other than extroverts, obviously. I mean, duh, I'm not a sociologist, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, And you can find people to watch. You can go check out Lincoln's Mitchell Minute. 
on Instagram at Lincoln A. Mitchell. You can follow him on the Twitter. You can go to his website. You could read his books. Uh, you could watch his interviews on TV or on Facebook. Um, he'll tell you where to find all of those things. You can go hang out with Franklin and, uh, you know, see what life is like on, on the West Coast. You can stick with me. You could find people basically anywhere and, and, and talk to them about what's going on. Maybe we'll try to get some of those people on to talk about how life is different in different parts of the country, in different parts of the world. And, you know, shit's different everywhere. And it just kills time and gives you something else to think about. Uh, you could also watch Money Heist, which is absolutely mind-boggling, unfucking believable uh, and I need to catch up because Guapa is going to kick my ass, and so is uh, Elfie Girl and Shapiro because I need to be, like, halfway through season four already and almost done. Uh, but even I have a hard enough time sitting still, and binge-watching is exhausting for my eyeballs, especially when you have to read subtitles. But I highly recommend, like I said, watching that in Spanish with the English subtitles. And if you're someone like anyone else other than me who can speak multiple languages, listen to it in Spanish, watch it in its native language because obviously, duh, it's better that way. Um, join me. Listen, the dance jam is live every night, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time, five o'clock Pacific time, depending where you are in Canada. That's the time. If you're staying up in any one of those other countries across the pond over there, uh, kudos to you. You can always catch it the next day. It stays up for, I think, 24 hours before Instagram takes it down. Just look for the red exclamation mark because we've been cut off 57 times. Uh, that is at doodleheads on the Instagram uh, on Twitter, you can find me still raging uh, at Small Pencil Club until they throw me in Twitmo, and then I take a break, which is probably better off for me anyway. Go to the roof, check on the daffodils in the crate from seeds to soil, uh, because Earth Day is coming up, I believe, tomorrow. So uh, think about the Earth. Think about, on, ironically, how good this is for pollution and the animals and the environment, because they get their they get their space back basically. <laughs> we're the ones locked in the house and we're the ones that you know now have to sit and watch them rightfully reclaim their territory. So there are, you know, that is something that's good to watch. And I highly recommend following uh, M Crouton on the Instagram for just and I mean on the Twitter for just the most joyous farm content you could find. And if you're looking for more of that, I am sure you could get recommendations from just about basically any fucking body. And I will shut my fucking mouth and I will leave it at that. Wash your hands. Please put on a mask if you go out and you can't socially distance. Please. It's not that hard. Do your part so that we could figure out what the next steps are so we can kind of try to move forward at some point to whatever the new normal is going to be, the new new normal and get there with some sense of sanity before we all go batshit crazy <laughs> because at some point that's inevitably going to happen too. Um, and take care of yourself. Check on your people. Wash your motherfucking hands. Be a good human being. Do unto others, and it's really not that complicated. We'll see you at the Dance Jam. We'll catch you on the gram. See you in the Twitterverse. Until then, thanks for listening. Peace and hair grease. Peace.